Under the Influence is brought to you by Honey Love. We've talked about Honey Love a lot. I post about Honey Love a lot on my social media. In fact, I posted last week when I wore it to the Madonna concert along with my sparkly bra. I wore the sparkly bra and then I wore the Honey Love shorts underneath my pants, but you could see the shorts over the pants and it looked weirdly sexy, weirdly sexy. Yes, yes, I wear Honey Love to concerts and I can do that because it is easy to get on and off. Have you ever been in a bathroom at a concert and people are waiting and people are mad and they just want to get back to see Vogue? I adore Honey Love shapewear. I wear it all the time. I wore it in my author photos. It does all of the things I want shapewear to do, but it's actually comfortable. And that is a big, big deal for me. It is. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer feel like you're suffocating inside your shapewear because no one wants that. No one does. Plus, it looks so good. It does. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash influence. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash influence. And after your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honeylove because you deserve it. This episode of Under the Influence is sponsored by Greenlight. I've been trying to figure out a way to start teaching my kids about financial responsibility and also about the labor that goes into making money. And when you're a parent, you have your fair share of quote unquote big talks with your kids. And for me, I definitely think that one of those talks has to involve money. And money is different these days than it was when I was growing up in the 80s. A lot of times we don't even see cash money. My kid gets very excited when he sees a real dollar bill in in real life. That is just, that is the epitome of, of, of cool for him, which is very good for me as the tooth fairy, it is. As I've been trying to teach my six-year-old about money, I've been working with Greenlight. Greenlight is a debit card and a money app made for families. I've looked for a lot of different money apps to teach my kids about financial responsibility, and this is one that I actually like. With Greenlight, you can send your kids instant money transfers, get real-time notifications of spending, manage chores, and automate allowance. Six is not too young to be doing this. We started doing an allowance for both the six-year-old and the four-year-old about a year ago, and they already get it. They do, and Greenlight makes it really easy. It helps the kids build financial literacy and independence. They learn how to earn and save and spend wisely. The Greenlight app also comes with an in-app financial literacy game called Level Up, which is a lot of fun. More than 6 million parents and kids use Greenlight to learn how to make responsible financial choices. So stop putting off the allowance and the talk about money and put your kids on the right path to financial literacy. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com influence. That is greenlight.com influence to try Greenlight for free greenlight.com slash influence. Hello, hello, hello. Today's episode is about grief, but I promise it's not the most depressing episode we've ever made. 
that one goes to at least one of the Ballerina Farm episodes. In fact, you might even laugh a little. Maybe more than a little, actually. My guest today is genuinely hilarious. Now, why am I talking about grief today? A lot of reasons, actually. See, when my dad passed away from muscular dystrophy in 2015, grief influencers on Instagram existed, but they weren't a thing like today. So I didn't get bombarded with them. Now, I've been thinking about his death a lot lately. A lot. And I want to tell you honestly that I think I've been grieving him in a way that I couldn't when he actually passed away. See, when my dad died, I was newly pregnant, newly married. I'd just lost my job and moved across the country. I was never properly able to grieve. But I've been doing it now. See, Writing The Sicilian Inheritance and doing this podcast where I'm digging into all of our family history, it's been letting me mourn for the first time. And I, I just finished an essay about that for Today.com last night. Now, because I wrote an essay on grief and I emailed that essay on grief and I'm saying it out loud in the world, Instagram has clearly heard me. And now... I am being served grief influencers. Yes, that is a thing. You all know the rule. If it exists in the world, there is an influencer for it. I truly believe that people should do anything they need to get through a difficult time. Anything. I do not judge. And I have many, many friends in my life who have written useful and beautiful books about grief and grieving. I also have many friends who have smart and funny and also heartbreaking podcasts about grief. I'm looking at you, Nora. I'm looking at you, kid. But I will say, there is something inherently icky about being served a course, being asked to pay for a course to overcome my grief on social media by a person who is probably not an expert on anything. There just is. It's inherently icky. And here to chat with me about all of this is one of my friends who has written a beautiful book about grief and grieving. Sloan Crosley's new book, Grief is for People, came out this week, and it is the best thing she's ever written. It is. It is heartbreaking, but it is also funny, because Sloan is one of the funniest people that I know, and her gift is to take difficult things and explain them in a way that you just get it. You just feel it, and you're right there along with her. I kind of ambushed Sloane when I asked her to come on the show to talk about grief influencers because she has no idea what they are. But that's better, and we're going to get into all of it today. This is the, the highlight of, of the end of my week that I oh, get to I'm just... Glad. Just like sit and and it's been a good week. Glennis and I went to Oyster Bar last night. So, what? yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's so great. Okay, so I haven't been to Oyster Bar, God, in like ten years. Um, no, no, neither had I. We went. We we like went through the secret entrance, the one that's just just like a gold door that oh, takes yeah. you into the saloon. I and know. we're sitting there. We're like, this is a perfect restaurant, and also half of the people in here are having affairs. Oh, I know. I think about that all the time, but I grew up in a very affair-centric place. So like if you the if you keep on pulling the cord from Oyster Bar, eventually you that cord is Metro North. 
And and you'll yes, hit, yes. And you'll hit White Plains where I grew up, which like is like the southernmost part of Westchester. And so every time still, I just went to see my parents and I roll in and I look at their sort of miniature kind of condo filled skyline that's like really built up since I was a kid. And I'm like, this is like divorced dad haven. <laughs> divorced dad central. I know what it is. It's like divorced dad central. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like, and, and everyone started that journey in the oyster bar and then they yeah, got on the exactly. Metro North. And then, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, but I do like how it still feels a little cheevery. Oh, yeah. Like it so does. It so it's does. Like, and if it, you're yeah. going to have, I would like, if I'm going to, if I was to be married and then ruin my marriage, I would like to ruin it at the oyster bar. That's exactly what I told Nick when I came home late last night. Smelling, smelling like oysters. Like I was like, oysters if I cheat. Gin. Oysters and gin. I'm like, if I cheat on you, it's going to be at the Oyster Bar, just yeah, so you know. It. If you're going to yeah. do it, do it well. Um, do it so I'm right. I'm so excited to talk about this for several, for several different reasons. But I want you to know that I have intentionally, because I thought it would be funnier, not because I was trying to be unprepared, <laughs> I have looked up nothing about what a, a grief, a grief fluencer is. I'm going to go ahead I don't, and find the word. I don't want, I don't want you to know. I don't want you okay. to know. Because I think that a lot of our audience doesn't know that there is okay, a good. that there that there is a world of grief fluencing mm-hmm. out there. Uh, I mean, it's big. It's it's grown in size in the past past few years. I think on one hand, it's super beneficial because when you are going through it, when you're in the thick of it, finding community is amazing. Yes, and agree. Then on the other side, you have people trying to sell you grief courses to fix your grief okay okay all right so I actually um you know I didn't look it up and I thought are these like lavender pillows that you know Mm. you sort of fling yourself into and cry are they books do you know what I mean my my first instinct Mm -hmm, is like mm -hmm. how-to books you know how-to books yeah yeah how to like but I didn't uh, tips and tr- I can't I cannot say tips and tricks because it's so it's like <laughs> such a horror to my tongue to think about it that I can't even um, articulate it. But um, um, yeah, well, I, I didn't as realize well it should be. courses. Courses. There okay. are courses. And, yeah, yeah. Like I said, courses it runs in what? Okay. Courses. Courses in how to cope with your grief. Mm, okay. Um, which and you know it does sound silly, tips and tricks, but that's that's exactly what a what a lot of these folks are selling um mm. and i mean i the, the this is this is also nothing new like everything on instagram is just a reinvention of what we've seen for a long time there are many many books about grief uh, oh yeah i've read but, them all i've <laughs> yes yes uh but it does feel i think to me more intimate and in often intrusive when these people who claim they want to help you in exchange for money live in your pocket in a device that's in your pocket well also as you well know from both living in the world and presumably know the uh sort of topography of influence uh from doing this podcast like it's not just one you can't dip into one of anything it's like once you pop you can't stop here and it's like you know the amount of videos i get for like japanese pastries because i was just interested in one of them now (laughs) i just transfer that sort of algorithm into grief and i think it's one of these things where like it's a sensitive 
time period. Sometimes you're very in it. It's the only thing you want to talk about. Sometimes you don't. And so the idea of being served, it seems damaging to be served a lot of different kinds of grief content that you didn't explicitly request. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and yes. And when you go to pick up a book about grief, you're choosing that book. Whereas yeah. the Instagram algorithm will keep serving you things that probably don't serve you. Yeah, or you like forgot to be sad. Like, I don't know if you remember those old ads, probably when we were kids, if I, if I may be so bold as to lump us together. Um, we, are, we are exactly the same age, I think. Oh, yes. Really? Wonderful. Okay. I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm 43 now. Oh, I'm, I always oh, just... I'm so wizened. I'm 45. Oh, I yeah. Know. Actually, you're, you're old. You're old. Yeah. It's like those ads. When we were kids, that were PSAs. I have no idea who paid for them. The same people who fund like the more you know. And mm, it, at yes. ten o'clock on local local TV stations, it would say it's ten o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And I would see it as like a sort of preteen, and it's meant for like keep your kids off drugs and make sure they're not you know gallivanting about town. Um, and I would see it, and I would think. Um, wow, it's 10 o'clock, I'm home. And it would remind, like, what am I doing home? But just to be reminded constantly of your grief, it just seems like a bit of a square peg, round hole situation with Instagram. There are certain things that fit perfectly um, with sort of marketing. Um, and to be marketed, grief healing feels tricky. Feels tricky. tricky. I, have, I wanted to have you on today for a lot of reasons. One, because I haven't seen your face in like way too long. And this and is You're not seeing nice. it right now either. I'm not seeing it right now. But I got to see it for like 2.5 seconds. Hi. And, <laughs> hi. And but also because I think your like your book is such a great example of something to to pick up. I mean, you can pick it up if you're if you're not going through grief, but something to pick up that is is not that it, I think it's the opposite of what we're getting with a lot of grief influencers. Um, it is something that you are, are are choosing that you can engage with when and how you choose, and and that's the way I like to have my media, frankly. Yes. Well, well, two things. One, I would say is all books are like this, right? That's just the nature of the medium. Um, yay, books. Um, but then also, especially the more universal the topic. Um, Grief, falling in love, uh, the Civil War. Um, the more, the more universal and the more well trodden that that territory is. I'm certainly not the first person to tackle it, uh, and certainly not the first person to experience it. Um, the more specific you need to get in order to break through. And so, I think the very concept of influencing a bunch of people you can't see, like to to suggest here's a bomb, here's a one size fits all, what, like a graphic or a course or whatever it is, or a song. Um, that's not really the story of that influencer. If they're selling courses and they're selling like quick, not quick fixes, but even like, oh, the road is long kind of, uh, quotes. Um, so I think for my book, it's extremely specific. I had, um, a friend, um, die by suicide. And a month prior, he's my closest friend, and a month prior, I'd had a burglary, which remained a mystery, and he was actually trying to help me solve. So it has these like very specific, weird, mixed up losses in one time period that extends about over the course of a year. And the sadness is specific. He is specific. Our friendship is, is specific. The city, um, my humor 
But the thing is, the funny thing about books is that, and I know you know this too, the more detailed you get, the more universal and the more relatable things become. Comedy works the same way, even though I know we're talking about grief. I just can't imagine these griefluencers, and I shouldn't say so because I haven't really explored their uh, oeuvre, but I can't <laughs> imagine that they're specific enough to help. Yes. You know? Yes. And I, I often, and and that's what I think all the time. And again, this is why I'm so glad that you didn't do a deep dive earlier. And yes, your story is so specific and also brought to you, like, it, it you have, you're hilarious. You know that I think you're hilarious. And so this is a book where you, you can be, well, you're so funny, Um, where you can you know, bring humor and also tears and all of the feelings onto the page at the same time. And another person that we'll, we're talking to in this episode is, an, is a friend of mine, Nora McInerney, who ha, who does the Terrible Things for Asking podcast. Oh, yes. And, and yeah, yes, I yeah. just, I, I, I love Nora. We became friends because during a book event in Minnesota, she invited me to her house and her husband made me hot dogs. And it was just like, the nicest thing. When you're on a book tour That's for someone, very like, were there cheese curds on the side? <laughs> yes, yes, they were. Just like sit in my house and with my kids running all over the place, and here's some hot dogs. But also, she like she makes you laugh and she makes you cry at the same time. And I think that bringing out all of those emotions, like, that's just it's a way to connect. I think, and that, and I, I think that's yes. why so many people are going to connect with your book. I hope so. I mean, the thing that's interesting is for me, I have a baseline of sort of New York cynicism and a lot of the uh, unfortunate trappings of grief and the depth of those emotions, uh, a lot of that cynicism had to give way for these extremely universal emotions. Um, but I think that maybe a lot of people do like to see this stuff on Instagram because I think most people are starting from a more earnest place. And mm -hmm. maybe it does... You know, whatever helps you, I'm not uh, here on this podcast or this planet to tell you that what makes you feel better is cheesy and it shouldn't make you feel better. So if it works, for that would you, be evil. That's actually, that would be like actually um, that would that would be like yeah, what actually. like crazy crazily yeah, yeah. evil to be like, oh, this thing that's really helping you for your loss, that's lame. That's lame. <laughs> that's I'm the... here to sort of wrench the teddy bear out of your arms. That's what I'm here for. No. <laughs> the teddy bear smells no, I mean, it and it's works, going in the fucking teddy trash. Bear smells. But it's just like, what do you do? But the whole point is like, these are specific personalities. I just, I do think <sighs> there seems to be a sort of universal, like a global sensibility. Sometimes it does um, extend to literature in different ways, but there's a global sensibility often for fashion, for food. Um, for vacations that look nice. Mm -hmm. uh, these are all things, you know, for getting dressed and how to, how to look like, you know, you, you showered before you go to the office. These are all things that I think influencing um, actually has a sort of, you know, maybe not interesting, but maybe not maniacal and maybe useful place in our society. I just can't imagine selling people your individual courses on dealing with their grief. It feels... Um, no matter how many friends and family members you have when you experience a loss, it's really hard to fight the feeling of loneliness. But mm -hmm. I don't know. If, and sometimes it is easier to talk to strangers. But there are very professional, very free 
groups that you can find online for this. You don't need to take pay somebody to help you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, or I maybe I you agree. do. I mean, again, I'm trying again, I'm not trying but to, I don't know, but I don't bear away. No, like, not, yeah. at, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. And again, I think that there are also like great therapists online. I mean, my concern is always, and this is what I've discovered, you know, by reporting on influencers in the past couple of years, is that for everything that exists, there is an influencer and yes. also a course and also a pyramid scheme. And so we just have to you know, be really picky about what we're consuming. And it's harder to do that, again, when you're being inundated by an algorithm powered by AI that lives in your pocket that can be there when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I just need a fucking friend. Well, uh, it's also really hard to do that and has a sort of um, vulture aspect to it when you're dealing with people who are in grief. People who there are... Um, robocalls or like scams that will come to people who have like just lost their husbands. Like these people will go through like obituary sections and figure out the family members, figure out their phone numbers, and then use that time to try to sell them a non-existent timeshare or crack into their mm -hmm. bank account and get their social security number. Um, and my social security number is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not knee deep in grief anymore. So I know not to say it. So you won't give it to me. Is, so I won't give it to you. Just Find give me the last, else. just give me the last the four last numbers four because the, <laughs> it's zero, 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 zero. No, uh, but, but the point is, is that like, um, I think that that's an especially vulnerable uh, psychic population at that time period. So they are more apt to sign up for courses because they're not just trying to be thinner. They're trying to, um, keep themselves tethered to the earth. It's so much more vulnerable. It is. And actually, it's so interesting that you bring that up because uh, the robocalls have now evolved to social media. So clear, clearly, social media can, just like social media knew that I was pregnant before my husband did because of my period tracker app. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, was it feeding? How did it manifest? Was it like, oh, but, would you be interested in this crib? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was the prenatal vitamins is what it was. Um, these are the prenatal vitamins you should be taking. I mean, it knew. Like I had like just peed on a stick and it's like, you should be getting these vitamins. You're gonna kill your kid if you don't. And but it's doing I've 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 heard from 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 people who are in grief who've said Instagram knows that I just suffered a loss uh because they've posted, you know, they've they've said They've done an in-memoriam post and they have been targeted by scams because of that, because Instagram is constantly selling your data. And so they they do feel that they have really been just like nailed at this vulnerable time. My understanding, and I don't mean to sound like Fran Lebowitz here, it's not like I don't check Instagram every second of every day, but yeah, um, I am private. So I have a like, it's slightly less bad for me. But uh my understanding is that the whole thing is based on FOMO, you know, and the whole thing mm -hmm. is based on how mm -hmm. to improve your life. If I just had this, everything would be better. Keeping up with the jo Joneses. Grief is about how to have a life, period. And so the idea of like feeding it through the same factory that brings you super cute shorts. Yes. Um, yeah. Seems like just it just seems strange. Whereas like that threat, like if you if you, if Instagram knows you're pregnant, it's also probably not 
pleasant to get, you know, these half these sort of like veiled threats of like, I mean, babies are smarter who take these vitamins. You know, this will be helpful. This will this will help their development, you know. Um, but that still falls in the category of, oh, I want this to make my life better. Grief is a totally different map where it's just you just need to feel like yourself again. You don't need to feel better than you used to feel. You just need to feel like yourself. And so I feel like the idea of all this stuff, it just feels really invasive to me. But I don't know. The courses are interesting. Can you tell me more about the courses? Yeah, yeah. And they vary. They really do. I I, I have to tell you, there is a course for everything. I mean, and I've been targeted for... But who's teaching these things? So I want to see the there... degree. Well, that's the thing. Much like baby sleep training courses, there is no real certification. Uh, people are now claiming that they are, they, they call themselves all kinds of innocuous things that don't need a degree, right? I am a grief expert. I am a grief counselor. The word grief doula gets bandied about quite a bit. What? Is that? These days. I mean, I can guess These days. what that is. Is it breathing exercises? No. Say no. No, no. It is someone who I I read one description. Um, and I don't I, I try to be good about like not calling out specific accounts a lot of times, unless yes. I mean they're like genuinely harming just harming right. people. Um, because I'm not I'm not here to shit on people, right? But like No, no, no. I'm here to I'm here to talk about like things we should watch out for. And um, one grief doula that I that I followed while I was reporting this, the line was ushering you out of grief in the same way that a birth doula would usher your baby out of the womb. Um, all I can think when you say that is of my sister who apparently got stuck in the birth canal and they used tongs to get her out. Now she has one weird ear. All I could think about is like, oh my God, the grief <laughs> jewel is going to mess up your ears. It's going to, they're going to mess up your ear. I was, Instagram made me terrified of that when I was supposed to be coming up with my birth plan. They're like, don't let them use the tongs on your baby. The tongs. Like, well, the tongs, I mean, it's just, uh, the problem is your entire life, it's only salad. So your association is going to be real weird. It's going to be like, are they from Crate and Barrel? How are they doing this? Where, where do like, these come from? Where are they coming from? Um, but um, no, I I think that the concept of a of a canal or a journey or anything is being used, um, if you'll pardon uh, my phrasing, too loosely in this scenario. <laughs> don't don't worry. My canal is quite loose at this point. So <laughs> the grief canal, you know, the grief canal. But I just don't. It does that. I just would love to know without paying for it. Uh, what this actually means on the ground. What are people actually getting? They pay for it and then you get someone you can call at any hour of the day who will give you what your daily mantra, which is, by the way, also I'm not mocking that, that like transcendental meditation, like you do actually have to train to teach that. I mean, I don't know what this is except for someone, and this is again where the specificity comes in. If it's someone who has experienced profound loss of any kind and has a genuine desire to help people now so they can go through the same thing that a little bit easier so that their, their road can be um, just as emotional, but maybe not as hard and they can have resources. 
I feel like specificity is the key. And I think that feels antithetical. Like I want to hear about that person's specific loss until I'm blue in the face, but I don't necessarily want them telling me what I should do. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, it run it runs the gamut. There are some beautiful accounts out there where people are just telling their stories, you know, and that's it is nice. a way. I think that's nice. I agreed, agreed. And because social media is a, a different way of of storytelling and showing, and I have a lot of friends uh, who have felt very helped by those accounts. And when I lost my good. dad, I know that I also felt help, felt helped by those accounts. Well, the good. issue is when it becomes predatory, when it becomes an exchange, and when you when people are also calling themselves experts in something that I don't think you can necessarily be an expert. Yeah. Is there are there um, accounts sort of soup to nuts grief, or do we get an occasional dog photo, or is it just please buy my you know a package of you know give me four hundred dollars for a package of two courses? I mean. You know, people are pretty Instagram savvy at this point. So most accounts yeah, don't but have... if you're selling, if you're calling yourself like an expert, I mean, I my, I, my account is private. And f- from now until the end of February, when my book comes out, I will be annoying everyone who has the misfortune of following me with sheer book publicity, pre-order the book, here's a book tour content. And so I can't imagine yeah. what that looks like if, if it's year round. And it's public. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll bet, I'll bet you my followers could tell you because all I fucking talk about <laughs> is my book and getting there people, you go. <laughs> getting people, they're like, yeah, Joe's a monster. Frankly, Joe no, just you, won't you have, stop. you have like so few products. Like, what if I was like, what if I made <laughs> soap? One thing. And I I'm had like, one, not one even thing. one kind of soap like every four years, but just literally one bar I need to sell. <laughs> just one bar one. of soap. Just Someone please buy this one bar of soap so that I can just like pay I my love rent. this Thank you. I love this bar of soap so much and I, I love just it so much I put so much into it. <laughs> yes, please buy my soap. Please, please, please. It's not crappy. You'll get clean. Yeah. But, yes. uh, but, <laughs> but maybe. Anyway, maybe anyway. it smells nice. You won't get a rash. And then, <laughs> you know, if you're feeling grief, you can cry in the shower with it. Uh, exactly. Exactly. No, I mean there's it's it there it runs the gamut of like I, there are like you know, there's like, look at this picture of a lot of it is also beautiful imagery, which Interesting. The, algor- the algorithm loves, right? So beautiful yeah. imagery of individuals saying like, this doesn't this person look happy and healthy now, right? Like so you're never actually seeing anyone go through the grief. You're seeing Do you not what they see think. like models with like dewy eyes crying? No, 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 no. They, that, that never happens. That's actually kind of good. That's actually a real surprise. I thought for sure it would be like there would be some sort of contamination of the aspirational because it's so ubiquitous that would come into a grief fluencer and it would just be like a hot, sad person. <laughs> oh, I mean, a lot of the people are hot and okay. and sad, but not crying. Like you're never okay. you never look um, you never look unpleasant is the thing. Um, I mean, that's I mean, the thing. And... There's nothing more unpleasant than this. I just, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of an equivalent. I guess. I th- I just think it's, I just think no two are, it's like a perfume grief where it smells a little bit different on everybody. And that's what makes it great. That's part of the chemical, not great, excuse me, perfume great. Grief, not so great. 
But like, that's part of the balance of it. Whereas I'm trying to think of something else that's extremely heavy and about mortality. And that would be, let's say, cancer. And I'm sure there are cancer influencers or people who are like, here are resources, here's medicines, here's all the stuff. Hands, um, and we did we did journey. a whole we did a yeah we oh, did a did? whole oh, sorry, we did a it. oh god please there's like a thousand episodes no like uh we yeah the cancer influencing world the cancer influencing world but is I actually feel quite like that's dangerous a little, yeah it's probably well it's probably dangerous what because it's offering you up like um colloidal silver or something like yes, that yes that's exactly it. what it's doing mm-hmm. but I feel like but but aside from that I do think there are some universalities to cancer where it's like oh hey has anybody gone through this kind of chemo this kind of radiation what stage are you at? What organ are you um, being plagued by? And I feel like there's a little bit where I don't even know, you know, my friend died by suicide. And I often don't find comfort in other um, people who lost loved ones to suicide. Um, mm-hmm. And it furthermore, and it's not because I'm trying to alienate myself from them. Furthermore, I worry. I am traumatized by it and I worry about offending them. Because I know that my sensibility is a little darker. And I know that Mm -hmm. the person who died, my friend Russell, his sensibility was extremely dark. So you've got people on both sides of the dividing line of life and death here making terrible jokes. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I should watch it. I don't know if I get. So I just again, I just keep coming back to this idea that like. I don't know how you advertise for this. We are going to talk about how you advertise for this after a very quick break. I'm going to describe one grief doula that I'm looking at right now. Um, Please, yes. Yes. So it says, you know, please complete the intake form. And you can expect a response in one to three business days. I want to make this healing opportunity accessible to you. I'm offering a pay what you want option. Your healing is my priority. And I'm committed to helping you find comfort and peace during this difficult time. And it is a video of a woman in a very flowery dress rubbing the back of another woman in a very flowery dress. I can guess the brand, but I don't want to like mess. Let's not say it sponsors. out loud. <laughs> there, oh please, Doan is Doan is never going to sponsor me. Okay, Doan wants nothing. Even though I like all, I spend too much money on their stupid dresses. They're never going to be a podcast sponsor. <laughs> I was like, I was, I just tried to psychically put it through my microphone, and I'm like, just, just say Doan. <laughs> um. Okay. So the pay as you go makes me feel. Uh, It has a slight um, sort of 90s beeper drug dealer first times free tinge. Totally. Yes. I mean, not that Um, I had a beeper and not that I had a beeper in the 90s and bought drugs with it, but I did. So whatever. With it. (laughs) With it. I mean, however you used to beeper. You exchanging the physical beeper for drugs (laughs) and like some (laughs) drug dealer being like, ma'am, this is not how this works. (laughs) Like, sorry, 16 year old suburban bitch. Like, who told you this? Where are you getting your information? Um, but uh, you're sourcing some from some strange places. But no, I think that... So at least it's pay as you go. I just don't... I I cannot imagine f- having gone through actual grief. Um, yeah, there are m- times 
where I had these dark nights of the soul where it just seemed impossible to find a suitable loved one or professional, like a therapist, to to help. And I definitely Googled. <laughs> and part of my um part of the title for my book, Why Grief is for People, is called Grief is for People, is because I tried to find almost similar groups after this burglary that was very, this robbery that was very traumatic, and I couldn't find any. It's like, sorry, your house blew up. It was just a house. But then when Russell died, they were there. And I thought, ah, mm. because grief is for people, not things. <laughs> and that's where the title comes from, is actually trying to seek this kind of thing out. So I'm very familiar with it. Um, but I just feel like I know that those moments were buttressed by moments of not wanting to talk to anybody. And so maybe I'm jealous of the sort of self-knowledge that someone, even if they're being swindled, signs up for um, or, or has when they sign up for one of these courses, because I'm not going to know or I didn't know from one minute to the next if I would never want to speak to another human being again because I felt like they all had were traitors because they were alive and my friend was dead. And I just, I just sort of eschewed humanity. And then sometimes I just wanted a hug. So I don't know. The idea of having even the forethought <laughs> to sign up for something is, is so foreign to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it does. It does. But also when it's constantly there like in your face, when when you pick up the the phone and you're like, oh, I just wanted to I'm just opening Instagram to buy this Doan dress. And um, oh, OK. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. And they and well, the, and the thing with Instagram, which I've also learned and they'll never talk to me, but I've talked to a lot of people who did. Oh, yeah. Who did work for them. And I mean, speaking of predatory, people will slide into your DMs, but these grief accounts will also pay to be able to be served to people going through grief. Oh, ew. Yeah. I mean, that's See, how that's the data works. I mean by the square peg and the round hole. I mean, I think that, you know, if you told me that, but instead of grief fluencing, you were talking about um, your line of felt flowers that you were trying to market. I don't think you'd get a gasp out of me. No. <laughs> Not the felt flowers. <laughs> you would like, but it's just, it feels skeevy. Of course it feels, I mean, it's all skeevy. Is that the a fact word that, that is relevant to this? I don't know, but it just doesn't feel. Well, I would like to bring it back. I mean, yeah. I, I was researching like how to how to buy digital ads for Sicilian inheritance the other day. And I was like, okay, can I have it find me people who have searched for cruises to Sicily? Hmm. And then because if you're going to Sicily, like you might want to read this novel. I and love this idea. It's a good idea. And it's very the, good, yes. And the answer is yes. And I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Okay, great. See, so, I can't imagine who. I mean, I would become part of the problem. If well, you I can't. Combine, That's what you can't. I, do I can find book promotion and yeah, grief no. at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you. I think you're. The book is is just coming out now, and you've you've got a great tour. I, in fact, I just saw your tour on your Instagram. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm, I mean, excited, but excited is a weird word. It's like it's excited, a weird, but I also need it, like yeah. a beta blocker. Well, that's what I was going to ask because when you go, I've talked to Nora McInerney about this because so many of her her books have been about grief and her personal grief, and 
she's like, the tours are actually exhausting because how do you do book promotion about a book that is not just so personal, but is about grief and you'll be absorbing other people's griefs? Like, how are you, how are you, how are you getting yourself ready for this, this journey? I hate the word journey. I'm not saying it. So you know what I mean. Um, mostly pull-ups and push-ups. Yeah. Reps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I have, um, I think I have a weird I have the sort of uh, this this will be like a complete yin yang, but I have the the sort of photo negative, I suppose, of this experience because I have three books of personal essays that I've published and gone on tour for all of them and gone on then paperback tour for all of them, uh, which sounds like very braggy. But I'm just saying it in the contents context of like I got some experience with talking to people Um, and even with those and those are either positive stories or if they're sad, they're really sort of minor uh, sort of daily tragedies, uh, more of the curb your enthusiasm ilk. And I've noticed that people will often tell me their stories, the equivalent. Oh, when this mm-hmm. happened to me, you know, oh, I too was, was a bridesmaid at this wedding or volunteered and turned out to be a terrible volunteer or wh- whatever it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I told you my bridesmaid story at one point. Yeah, too, in and a bar. People, yeah. of course. Yeah. And then people just tell you. And, you know, I mean, obviously, some of it is just presumed interest. I mean, you wrote about the thing. Obviously, you're you're interested. Um, but a lot of it is this feeling where I used to feel, oh, I hope that they're enjoying this experience enough. Because it's a big deal to ask somebody to come out to a reading. It's a big deal to ask somebody to come out, to ask someone to do anything. It's so much easier to do nothing. <laughs> just yes. sit home and do nothing. Sit home, yeah. And so, and so it's a, you know, I want to connect with people. I appreciate that they're there. And I used to feel a little bit drained by it. Even and these were for positive stories, right? Funny stories yeah, that happened funny to stories. Them too. Yeah. And then I realized it's more like I had the conch. I got to hold it. They had an experience where I talked to them nonstop and they couldn't say anything. And then now they have come up, come to a reading to sort of close the loop. And now they have the conch. And I think the same is going to be true and has already transferred to the way people are already emailing me, the sort of, um, it's already, the book hasn't come out yet, and uh, a both fortunate and upsetting deluge of people who have had people who either died suddenly. But I guess I just feel like it's just the same thing. People now need to tell their stories. And I think that weirdly, the training that I've experienced through those other three books has equipped me, or I guess we'll find out, I don't know yet, but it has equipped me to um, be there for people, listen to them, react to them, and go home without them. That's a great way of putting it. Yes. I, I, I hope so. It is. Well, I mean, I love the conch, the conch, conch metaphor. Is it a, like, I, this, I know, it's a conch, it's a conch. That's I a think, real, that's a real, have I said it wrong my whole life. <laughs> put, put it on, put it in that file so i i only say they say conch down they say in, conch. Key, in key west where they've got a lot of conch things and so yes. i have started saying okay. conch but conch. i said conch for my maybe entire it's life british. maybe the british say it differently <laughs> just say that they do yeah they let's do. just say they, they do. do they say aluminium they i think we're gonna say they say conch they, they say, say conch. conch no kidding conch 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 <laughs> um but yeah, the, but the point is, is that like, I just do feel like there's, I mean, we can use a, um, a word we can pronounce in a different analogy, which is more of like a baton pass. Yeah. And I think the talking that, stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the talking stick. And so I think that 
um, that's so much of 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 what it's it's the same it's the same thing it's the same sort of feeling of wanting to be there for people and having this sort of incredible opportunity as an author to go on book tour because we are very much not rock stars and we don't part of our uh, art is not interacting with people yeah this is like a fun moment where you actually get to sort of read a crowd feel people's faces you know feel like feel people's faces Feel just, you're gonna be just like touching people's faces please <laughs> hi my name is sloan crosley please come on my book tour where i will will put my fingers up your nose i, promise. I will massage your face or your money back yes. from fsg not me <laughs> not you you know no but yeah it's like i i think so i think that's part of it um yeah and it's interesting you to see the book touch people already the way it has is, I don't know. It's just, it's personal for them. It's personal for me. It means a lot to me. And again, the sort of transitive property here is an incredibly specific story that is bound in a book. And I just can't imagine, um, to use a mixed metaphor, that same like uh, conductor connective tissue would apply to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just, that, that sums, that really sums it up. It does. It but does. Maybe it does. But maybe I mean, well, and I well, and I think for some, I think for some people it does. And I think, but but again, like there are there are this this woman in the flowery dress just rubbing rubbing a back, saying, just hey, first time's free. First background's free. I am and not above a tank top from that company. I have two. Same. I'll have you know. Same. Joan, <laughs> like I said, you can sponsor us. You can sponsor us. Yeah. Amazing. Grief is for people is is by the time this episode comes out, it is you can pre order you should pre order it and it will come like immediately. So oh nice yes yeah yes. it'll come so. immediately. I will again. I will pick your nose and I'll drop it off at your house. Yeah, she sh you show up. You're full service, man. Totally, totally full service. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to tell people where to find you on Instagram, but I will tell people everyone please order grief is for people. Uh, because Sloan is hilarious and your writing is so beautiful and i think it's a book that everyone will enjoy whether or not you've gone through it i hope that is true thank you so much and that's all we have for today you definitely want to buy sloan's book grief is for people it's available at all of the book places and it's great she's a beautiful writer she's a hilarious writer and this is a book that will stick with you for a very long time. And if you're at a book place, you know that you can always order a copy or nine of The Sicilian Inheritance. It's available. It's there. It's also there, too. Thanks so much for being here today with us. Go do something nice for yourself. You deserve it. <laughs>